Hey gang, John Gibson coming at you once again with another episode of 720 Seconds. Thanks for tuning in. We've got an interesting show lined up for you guys today. Today I'm sitting because I'm actually charging my phone. It's at 39%, so you don't need to hear all that. Let's just get started with the actual uh, episode, which is He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. I think I was exposed to He-Man around 1982 or 83. Uh, I think it was either a birthday or a Christmas that I got a whole bunch of figures, including uh, Man-at-Arms, uh, He-Man, Beast-Man, Skeletor. I forgot what else. I know Prince Adam didn't come out until around 84, I think it was. But yeah, I got a couple of figures to start me off, and uh, I was a happy guy. And uh, yeah, around 83, that's when the animated series first came out. And that was on... Around 3.30 in the afternoon, we were just coming home from school, my sister and I, so uh, we would have to actually set up the VCR ahead of time, at least my mother did, to record the episodes and we would just watch it once we were finished with our homework. If I remember correctly, He-Man followed another animated series called Jace and the Wheeled Warriors. I never got to see an episode, but I always enjoyed hearing the ending theme. I wish I had gotten a chance to see the episode. Now I'm wondering if it's on YouTube at all. But anyway, I loved watching the series because I loved the whole concept of uh, having a secret identity and everybody not knowing who you are. And it's kind of weird because there isn't much of a difference between Prince Adam, the alter ego, and He-Man, other than a darker shade of skin and a much deeper voice, that's about it. It's not like, you know, the Clark Kent syndrome where, okay, you just take off the glasses and, you know, fix up, fix up the hair a little bit and boom, you have Superman. He-Man and Prince Adam had the same hairstyle. I know they tried to change it for later series, but we'll get to those shortly. As the opening intro explains to us, only a few others share He-Man's secret. That could have been phrased better. <laughs> uh, the three people who know He-Man's secret identity are Man-at-Arms, the Sorceress, and Orko the Magician. The Sorceress is in charge of protecting Castle Grayskull, where He-Man basically gets his power from. All Prince Adam has to do is hold up his sword and proclaim, by the power of Grayskull, I have the power. I know, I'm... It's a good thing I'm not doing this in front of a live audience, I'd be embarrassed. But yes, those were the magic words after he held aloft his mighty sword. And He-Man was tasked with defending the land of Eternia from Skeletor. And the uh, evil warriors, which you have to admit, looking back, a lot of those bad guys, wow, they you know, not only did they have great names, but just great colors and, and features and just detail. These for the 1980s. I don't know, I guess most people are spoiled with uh, multi-jointed action figures. But for me, growing up, I mean, I guess I liked uh, simplicity. Just, you know, you raise the arm up and down and that's it. Nowadays, all these toys have uh, a lot of multiple uh, physical uh, features. 
You know, they can bend and twist and do all kinds of stuff. The evil warriors consisted of Trapjaw, Beastman, Triclops, ooh, who else? Evil Lynn, Merman. I do recall at least one or two uh, evil henchmen that were not actual action figures. Uh, let's see, they had uh, this guy called Strongarm. I think the heroic warriors had uh, Lizard Man. Never saw those as action figures. It would have been cool. The ones that were action figures but were not in the series, I only saw... Well, okay. Jitsu was only in one episode. It was called The Dragon Invasion. After that, we never saw much of him. We saw Fisto. Now, both Fisto and Jitsu had similar abilities. Uh, Jitsu, on his right arm, had a karate chop action. You kind of raise the arm and it just kind of lowers and, you know, that's, that's his feature. Uh, Fisto, uh, oof, did he have the same ability? He had, he had a fist which was actually, I think it was detachable now that I think about it. I think at one point I might have switched uh, switched hands. I might have given Fisto Jitsu's hand at one point. I don't know. But, um, yeah, we did see Fisto a couple of times, but uh, Jitsu only made that one appearance. And as far as I know, they never gave Strongarm or Lizard Man their own figure. Probably nowadays, now that I think about it, uh, it's funny, after all these years, after all these decades, rather, um, He-Man is still ingrained in our popular culture. They're trying to make a movie out of it. They're recreating the Filmation action figures. Filmation was the studio that produced uh, the original He-Man cartoon. And there's so many versions of these He-Man action figures... I couldn't even begin to tell you, because uh, I see a lot of these figures at uh, Comic-Con. Uh, I see people doing YouTube videos for it. Uh, big shout-out to Pixel Dan. Um, I met him a couple of times at a few conventions. He actually does toy reviews, and uh, uh, one of the reviews I love seeing is when he's talking about He-Man. Dan, how you doing? Hope all is good. So not only are they still making action figures for He-Man... But it looks like they're also working on a Shira line, not just of uh, figures, I think, but uh, now they're working on this uh, new series for Netflix, I think. Uh, Shira is He-Man's twin sister. You don't actually get to see her or know of her existence until 1985. And one of the ways we were introduced to Shira and the Land of Etheria was through an animated feature called The Secret of the Sword, which I think later became adapted for a five-part series when they were trying to introduce uh, the Shira cartoon. So that gave us two series to uh, set up and record ahead of time. So uh, Shira was on first at... 3.30, and I think He-Man was on at 4. Uh, then they had, I can't remember who was, the Adam West Batman that was on after that, or Thundercats? Thundercats we'll talk about another time, but uh, that's kind of how I remember the lineup when the He-Man series uh, was on Channel 5 in New York. WNYW, I think it was called, but moving right along. So you had He-Man and Shira. Occasionally they would have... Uh, crossover episodes. In other words, 
there was there was episodes of Shira where He-Man or Prince Adam would visit the land of Etheria to help out uh, Shira and uh, her heroic warriors, which were called the Great Rebellion. That consisted of uh, Bo, Glimmer, Madame Raz, Broom, and uh, these little guys called uh, Twiggets. I can't remember all the Twiggets' names right now. It'll probably come to me later. Mind you, I'm recording this at 2 in the morning, so... Memory's a little bit hazy. I'm just kind of going by my experience. So, as far as figures went, oh man, I had so many figures. I think I think I probably stopped around around the time the He-Man motion picture came out. You guys remember that? That was with Dolph Lundgren playing He-Man and Frank Langella was Skeletor. It was quite a departure from the um the animated series and uh, the toy line, but Actually, the Masters of the Universe movie is, to this day, one of my guilty pleasures. <laughs> so I will watch that, uh, you know, if it's on TV or whatever. So I know that the, some of the figures they released were uh, these uh, these rock men. And uh, they, they tried to put out um, action figures from the movie. I don't remember how well they sold. I think the last figure I remember collecting was King Randor. I don't think I had the Sorceress, but I had a lot of their vehicles and everything else. I had Castle Grayskull, Snake Mountain, Point Dread and the Talon Fighter, Battle Cat, Panthor, the Attack Track, uh, Spydor, Rotan. Oh boy. Just remembering going into toy stores, whether It'd be Toys R Us, or um, they had this store called Variety, and they had a staircase leading downstairs, and if you walked around, you would actually see a display case full of He-Man toys. I used to love going to that one store. Of course, they since closed a long time ago, but uh, that was part of the fun of being a kid, is just browsing around toy stores, and if you're not looking at games, you're looking at action figures that you would love to own. I know there were other series. Uh, there was another one that came out in 1989 or 1990. They called it The New Adventures of He-Man, but it had very little to do with the animated series. But I guess it kind of... It wanted so much to uh, pick up from where it left off with He-Man going to another world uh, set in the future, but Skeletor ended up following him. I think I saw the first five episodes and kind of saw it on and off. It just wasn't the same. In, in the case of that series, um, whenever Prince Adam would transform into He-Man, he would say, by the power of Eternia, instead of the power of Grayskull. I thought that was always kind of strange. They also did a series that I think most people are a little more familiar with. Uh, if you grew up a little later on uh, in the... 1990s or 2000s. I actually like that series. Uh, this was done by uh, Mike Young Productions. The title remained the same. It was He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. And funny enough, the voice of He-Man and Prince Adam were done by voice actor Cam Clark, who some of you may remember as Leonardo from the Ninja Turtles. That was my experience with He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, including She-Ra. And uh, thank you so much for tuning in. 
And until next time, my name is John, and this has been another episode of 720 Seconds. We'll catch you guys another time. Take it easy.